Hello and welcome to episode 154 of the In Squash Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Gibson, and today we've got a fantastic episode. We just had Mar- uh, Mohammed El Sherbagi on, and today we have his younger brother, current world number seven, former world junior champion and finalist of the 2017 World Open, semifinalist last year. Marwan El Shabagi, and what a great chat this was. Uh, I've been waiting for this for quite a while, and we finally uh, made it come together. Uh, we talk about so many different uh, different talk- topics. Um, obviously, we discuss what it's been like for him uh, to be in the UK away from uh, his family, although he's uh, in, in, uh, away from his family in Egypt, although he's been, uh, you know, he's used to that by now. He and Mohammed have been in the UK for several years now, but uh, what it's been like during the COVID situation, and now that the courts are going to be open there, I think uh, maybe even tomorrow, uh, if this drops uh, today on the 23rd, uh, and what it uh, what he's uh, up to in terms of that. Now, uh, we, we go back to uh, 2011, which is uh, when he won his first World Junior title, and that's also when he made his foray into the Pro Tour and uh, had an excellent year. We look back at that, uh, his, those early successes in 2011, both as a junior and as a senior, and how he was able to uh, parlay his junior uh, success immediately into success on the Pro Tour. And then... Um, uh, how he approaches his matches against his, his brother Mohammed. Obviously, uh, they've played each other uh, several times uh, on tour. Once in the World Open final in 2017, a five-game thriller, and in this most recent World Open in the quarterfinal, another another uh, fantastic uh, match against his brother there. So we talk about uh, how uh, what that dan- dynamic is like, and uh, the relationship between he and his brother on game day, and of course uh, the two of them are joined at the hip and. Uh, um, you know they have a fantastic relationship, but what, uh, how that all plays out in his head uh, during those uh, uh, game days? Uh, we also talk about his relationship with Coach uh, Hadrian Stiff, who's been on the podcast uh, a while back, and we all know uh, he's an outside the box kind of uh, kind of coach. Uh, that, that's uh, what most people refer to him as, and we talk about uh, their relationship and how Hadrian uh, has helped him uh, in many ways, uh, not just as a coach. But as a uh, as a mentor, as a friend, uh, over the years, over through some difficult times, and we do get into uh, talking about uh, the difficult times. I remember back in 2018, um, it was when Nick Matthew. Uh, got the entry into the PSA Super Series Finals when Marwan had uh, apparently had a, a uh, hamstring injury, but it was not a hamstring injury. It was uh, to do with the uh, doping allegations, which were uh, completely unfounded, and he was uh, entirely cleared of any uh, of those uh, allegations, and uh, we talked quite a bit about that, and he opens up uh, about how that all played out and how that affected him, impacted him in many ways. And I, I don't really think we've heard much about uh, this in the squash world. So this this is quite uh, an interesting uh, chat uh, when it comes to that. And I hadn't, uh, you know, I, I'd heard about the doping allegations, but did not know how it all played out and hadn't realized that that was uh, connected with the Super Series final at that time. I just discovered that in the interview uh, with uh, Marwan today. I'm sure many of the insiders uh, out there may have known but uh, and then uh, at the end of it we also have uh 
Chad Bilbrin email Walili and obviously uh, he uh, she's meant a lot to uh, Mohan, uh, Marwan uh, over the years and they have a uh, they go back uh, many years they had the same coach together back in Egypt and he speaks to Renim's uh, uh, excellence as uh, world number one and what she's meant to the game and meant to him over the years now uh, before we get into episode 154 I just want to talk to you about our sponsor Active Scout Active Scout is working away on a new build that will help clubs grow and expand their membership base. In the next few weeks, we will have Rob Eberhardt on our podcast uh, to tell us his thoughts on how clubs might retain and then build upon their membership. Hopefully, we'll have Rob on within the next uh, couple of weeks to discuss that. And I'm excited to download myself the Active uh, Scout app and review it for you and see how uh, the app simplifies membership onboarding process. Now, you've heard me talk about the app prior to each of these podcasts but hold off on downloading anything just yet until I give you the full tour and the exclusive review which will probably come when we have Rob on in a couple of weeks uh, hopefully probably maybe even next week we'll see uh, here and only here on the InSquash podcast will this happen so stay tuned now if you're looking for more information uh, feel free to visit their website at www.activescout.com that's ActiveScout Without the E, note, without further ado, episode 154, you're going to love this one, Marwan L. Shorbaggy. <laughs> no, I love your game, and, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, we'll talk about it today. I, I think you're, you're sort of, uh, especially based on, um, you know, the results that you've had over the last year and a half or so, I think you're, you're just about there. And you're not that far off, but we'll get it. We'll get into. I mean, the, you're already there, but I mean, far off from obviously where you want to go. Uh, yeah, yeah. But we'll get to uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But first, before we do, uh, just uh, I hope everything's okay with you, uh, your family uh, during these uh, difficult times. I know you're in the UK. Parents are yeah, yeah. in Egypt. I They're really in Egypt think. at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how have things been you uh, uh, for for you uh, in the UK under the uh, circumstance uh well i've been uh, i've been staying here for uh, since lockdown uh i've uh, i mean everything happened uh, all of a sudden we were playing in canary wharf in that week uh, i think everything changed we were supposed to go to switzerland the week after canary wharf and uh, we had i think we had all our flights booked as well uh but uh, everything has changed and we i i had to I mean, we, I, I stayed in Bristol here and uh, uh, I was just staying home most of the time, of course. Uh, I was just staying uh, kind of to try and maintain my, ha- my, uh, my fitness level uh, as much as I can. But uh, I didn't mind the break, to be honest. Uh, I mean, uh, I think for the first, um, uh, I would say six weeks, I didn't, I didn't do anything at all. I was just resting. I was just chilling and I was just following the news, you know. Uh, every single day, there was something new happening, and uh, I was just try- trying to uh, just follow what's happening in the world. And uh, I was just just enjoying uh, having a bit of walks, riding my bikes every now and then. And uh, uh, that's what I think I did in the first six weeks. And then after that, I started to do a little bit of things. You know, I started to go for a little bit of runs, a little bit of. Uh, you know, I did some, I don't know, core work, you know, some basic stuff yeah. uh, to get my body going again. But uh, I didn't do anything intense at all. You know, I kind of took it easy on my body. 
but I did it in, a, in an enjoyable way, you know, because I, I wouldn't say there was a, uh, like, I, I, I just went for a run for the sake of running, you know, not for yeah. the sake of, oh, I have to run, I have to do this set that I have to, you know, f- you know, I have a tournament coming up, so I have to focus, you know, stuff like that. No, I just did it for, just to enjoy the the fact that I'm just running, you know, and getting a good sweat, you know. Like so everyone it was, else, uh, right? It's not part yeah, of Yeah, like everyone else, exactly. Yeah. I, you know, I was I was actually telling, because I was, I'm staying here with Todd Harity, uh, U.S. coach player, and I was just telling him, you know, like I've, uh, this, this period is amazing because I feel like every day I wake up, there is nothing to chase, you know. I used to wake up every day, even when I'm resting, even when I'm taking a day off, I know I'm taking a day off, but I'm already planning about what's happening tomorrow, what's happening today, after what I'm, how am I training, what am I improving, you know. Uh, but I didn't have to worry about that, you know. I kind of woke up every morning, I had my coffee, I, I have, if I wanted to go back to sleep, I would go back to sleep. If I yeah. would stay up late, I would stay up late. You know, I had nothing to worry about. So I enjoyed, because I know, I, I, I know a time like this in our life, it will never come back, you know. So I just wanted to kind of embrace it and enjoy it as much as I can. You know, of course, there is pressure with everything, you know. you thinking about responsibilities like money. There is no income coming. But at the same time, you just... Uh, I mean, that was a worry of everyone, I guess, you know, right. everyone was, had, everyone had, in the same boat now. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone had, has his own worries, you know, but everyone, I thought, you know, we could enjoy also what we have, you know, because it was kind of a holiday, to be honest, for me. And luckily in England here, we had a perfect time in those six weeks where I didn't do anything. So I was kind of enjoying the weather as well. I did. You know, I was just trying to follow the guidelines as much as I, as possible. You know, but uh, how, how has the weather been over, over there? You, usually, uh, England gets a bad bad rap for for its weather, its summer weather. It, it's funny, you know. During lockdown, like when lockdown started around mid March, yeah. we had the perfect weather in England. It was a like I couldn't believe how amazing the weather was. Yeah. Uh, we had it for six weeks, but now it's terrible. I tell you, <laughs> I tell you, like we haven't. We haven't been having any good days at all, you know, so it's... Uh, dark and gray? Dark and gray. I'm looking at it now as you talk to me, as you say it. <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, you know, it's okay, you know. I'm, uh, matching my plan is to go back to Egypt in the next couple of weeks, so I'm going to get a bit of sun. So I'm just yeah. going to enjoy the cold weather for the moment before I go to the hot weather. That's great. That, well, because we, us as us as human beings, we are not we are never happy with anything. Whenever we get the cold weather, we moon. Whenever yeah. we get the good, the the hot weather, we we'll also find something happy. to complain about. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, uh, so I guess yeah, it's been a, like you said, it's been a blessing in disguise, uh, sort of. You know, give give your chance, give you the chance for your body to to sort of recover because squash is. <laughs> It's so intense. I mean, you got you got tournaments, and then your body sort of. Then you got to get ready for the next one and training, and it just seems like it's uh, it's got to be tough. Uh, I mean, on you. So I guess it, maybe you feel very refreshed right now. I mean, of course, in some ways, of course, I felt like I mentally more than physically I've had the break that I needed, and I feel like now I could start from scratch. Uh, and start fresh and start, you know, uh, wanting to, you know, like give everything in training. But I also have to be sensible with my body, you know, because 
I haven't I haven't put my body in that intensity for a long time, so I have to take it easy and do the right thing at the right time, you know, not just go so crazy at the beginning and yeah. injure myself, you know. And every time I speak to my fitness coach, Mark Campbell, every time I speak to him on the phone, he just kind of tells me, Marwan, take it easy, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because he, he knows I'm probably not taking it easy on my body, you know. Uh, or, you know, like sometimes you're just... I'm excited now. Like if you're if you're back on court, you know you're kind of excited. You wanna you wanna do the extras. You wanna you know catch catch up with what you're missing. You know. Yeah. Uh, but I feel, of course, you know, when squash comes back, it's not gonna be the same. You know, I don't think the pace is gonna be the same. I don't think. Uh, I think everything might take a while, a bit of a time for everything to get back to normal. You know, we. Yeah. I think us as players, with our F, F, athletes, we've never had that time off from our sport. You know. Even training-wise, competing-wise, you know. This is probably uh, except I, I, you had an injury there back in 2018, so that that would have been uh, a bit of time off for you. But I mean, in your whole mm-hmm. throughout your life as a squash player, I mean, this is unique, isn't no, it? No, I've, 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 I've me as uh, I've actually I've been so blessed. Like I've, I mean, most of my body, I've actually never had an injury. You know, even the time in 2018, I wouldn't say that was an injury. You know, I think you're. You're not sure of the information you're having. It's probably not. It wasn't correct. I mean, but nobody a, was sure about what was happening. Where, where, where no, you... no. At, at, the, at that time, there was no injury. No, was, oh, oh, no, oh, no. oh, that that was something else, right? Yeah, yeah. So at the time, actually, I had no. So I'm actually been lucky with my body. You know, I've right. been really, I've been really lucky with my body. So, uh, but you know. I mean, I'm gonna be 27 at the end of this month. You know, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm old, but I'm not young anymore. You know, I have to take care of my body uh, differently. I have to give more time to my body. I have to take care of my body more. You know, so uh, uh, yeah. I mean, when you're young, it's kind of different. You know, you don't even have to warm up sometimes before you go, you go on court. I remember so, those days. Uh, oh man, it's, it's tough. I mean, some some players, you know, like literally. They never really warm, warmed up, had any kind of warm up, you know. They should yeah. go on court and start the match, you know. You probably remember those days, maybe when you were in juniors. Uh, you I do. Really yeah. Necessarily warm up uh, the way you do now. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, th- I think I'm better with the warming up, but still quite bad with the cooling down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's equally as important. I, th- I take my bag and leave straight away. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Now, uh, I'm going to be speaking, I hope, uh, next week um, with uh, Alex Goff. He's going to be coming. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the, the UK, uh, in the UK, they're going to be allowing, I think, courts going to be opening soon or with restrictions. But uh, yeah. this means, uh, it seems to me, maybe there's light at the end of the tunnel here. <clears throat> Is it now time to sort of switch on again, uh, Marwan? Of, co- oh, of course. I mean, I have uh, since, I would say, I've been... For one month now, I've been actually getting into my own program, well, into the program that uh, I have uh, for my coach, and uh, I've, I've been I've been in training now. You know, I've been uh, as I said, I've been taking it, it I've been taking it a bit easy on my body at the beginning, but now I'm actually I've been uh, no, I'm in actually full training now. You know, I actually sometimes get two sessions a day as well, uh, just like my normal routines and. Uh, we're having some news, you know, that some events could be happening soon. So, uh, so we have to be kind of ready, you know, for anything because anything could be happening. You know, I mean, it's kind of, uh, I mean, 
we don't know anything you know anything could change at any time you know is what's happening yeah. in the world at the moment but uh, i just have to be ready at any minute you know if they say there is an event like next month or something you know i have to be ready yeah oh definitely and then you see other sports like uh, i'm sure you're a big football fan and uh yeah the sport uh, basketball baseball uh ufc fighting uh, they're all out there they've got the you know their restrictions and the protocol what they can do in terms of allowing the event to happen so hopefully uh you know squash is a little bit of a different situation but uh, you know you've got you've got a lot of the, like football for example there's a lot of similarities there uh, i mean there are yeah i mean there are a lot of similarities i think it's a money issue you know i mean you look at other sport and how much money they invest mm. in what's happening you look at football i mean the money is there you know i mean squash is you know it's a pro, it's a smaller sport you know so it's we we don't have the money to you know to do what football is doing you know but we also have to get the best uh, solution out of what's happening you know and i'm I'm sure the PSC is working something out, you know, as we speak. So uh, hopefully something. I mean, I think they are, the, the plan is to announce something soon. Yes, I hope so. Well, may, maybe uh, Alex will announce it on my podcast, Marlon. That, hopefully. That'd be hopefully. great. That'd be great for that'd my fans. Yeah. That would be great. You know, everything, <laughs> everything good PSC player will listen to it. Exactly. Now, uh, <laughs> Now, Marwan, I'd like to take a look back, if you don't mind. I know uh, you probably don't. You probably enjoy looking back at the the good days back in the, maybe 2011. That was a fantastic year for you. Uh, you won yeah. the World Juniors. You got to the quarterfinals of the World Championships. You won your first PSA event back then at the ripe old age of 17. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I'm just wondering, you know, when I uh, I'm going to mention this later, but at that time, when you look back at your game when you were 17 years old and doing such great things at the senior level, not only at the junior level. Um, what do you remember about your game uh, at that time, uh, when, if you reflect back on it? And what was your game like then? I mean, the first thing that came into my mind, that I had nothing to lose. Literally, yeah. like, you know, when you're young, you're hungry and everything is like, you kind of don't care, you know, results doesn't matter. There is no such bad result. Uh, you're new, you're hungry, you're, you know, you're, it's kind of anything that happens is a bonus, you know, you, you want to hit a good, I don't know, a good length, you hit a good length because you've got nothing to lose, you know, overthinking, it's like, it's the best days, you know, when you're young, you know, you're, yeah. you, I, I remember coming up fast, you know, I won the, the World Juniors in 2011 and I won my second World Juniors in 2012 and I, I think I was already inside the top 30 by the time, you know, I was, just, I was playing my second one. Uh, but uh, it was the best time, you know, as I said, you know, I literally had nothing to lose. I, I, I played every match and my best squash, I would say, you know. Mm. And literally, you, 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 when you play a top player, you, you, you kind of, I, I had the mentality of not really caring who I'm playing. Like if I had the opportunity of beating a top player, I would. Uh, and I, 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 I just, didn't care you know how I played I think and uh, <laughs> yeah. it kind of it was a good thing as a junior you know I see some of the players now like Mustafa Asal for example you know mm. he's coming up with that mentality and I when I look at him I remember a lot in my of myself you know in, in him you know because he's just coming up and he's you know he had a great tournament the, the tournament of champion and he, he just had nothing to lose he was playing his best coach ever yeah. Uh, but now as he gets older, you know, people will start expecting a lot out of him. And this is a time when pressure comes, you know, and how is he going to deal with the pressure? And 
I, you know, I had, I, I went through all that, you know, mm-hmm. so I, uh, I, uh, I couldn't deal with the pressure at the beginning and, uh, and it took, it took me time to know how to deal with the pressure. And then I started playing better. And then when you get to the top 10, it's a whole different, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a total different game, you know, how, how, how to go from there, you know, each position uh, makes a difference, you know, 10 from nine, from eight, you know, uh, every match matters. Every, you have to stay consistent. You know, you can't just reach one quarter final of a World Series. No, you have to do that in every single World Series event. You know, to stay there, just to stay. If you want to improve, you have. You know, it's 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 it was uh, it's a it's interesting journey so far. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Well, I mean, I was going to ask you because I know. I mean, I think uh, Mohammed he. Like, like yourself, he laid the groundwork there too. He he won world two world juniors, and before him, I think Rami. But prior to that, uh, there weren't many juniors coming out of world juniors doing that well that quickly. And uh, just looking back at my my mini uh, little squash career as a junior, uh, I won just about everything in my province in, in Canada. So, but then it took me like four four years of frustration uh, to to get back to the level. Of, of winning a lot again. It was four years of terrible uh, squash for me. Um, and I think, I'm not sure if that applies to everyone, all juniors, but a lot, I think a lot of juniors might go through uh, those frustrations. So what would you say to junior players who, who are sort of successful, but then when they, when they approach uh, that time to move into the senior level, uh, what what's the mindset uh, that they need? I mean, you have, you just mentioned it. I mean, it's it's commitment. I would say it's it's commitment. It's it's a whole. Mm. When you turn professional, it's a whole different thing. You know, it's it's it becomes your job. It becomes your commitment. It becomes everything. Mm. So, when you start training, you you're you're investing in in training. You know, you're you're investing in everything you do, even off court. Uh, it matters, you know, uh, because your body is uh, is the most important tool you have, you know, so you have to take care of it. Uh, so when you turn professional, it's, it's, it's commitment, you know, Every, everything matters. Uh, uh, when you go to a squash event, I mean, when, I don't know, like, I guess starting professionally is never easy, you know, you always have bad results at the beginning, so... And when you have those bad results, it matters how you react to them because if it's your, I mean, let's say, I mean, we're talking squash is becoming your job. So when you have a bad event, that doesn't mean you quit, you know, that doesn't mean you give up or something. No, you, you have to commit to it. You have to kind of try and learn how to learn new things, how to learn why you're losing, how to learn, how to improve your weaknesses, how to improve your mentality, how to improve your physicality, you know. Because everything matters, you know. The more you lose, the better, in a way, because it, the more you will learn. You don't learn anything from winning, especially when you're young, you know. When, when I'm young, I don't think I've learned anything from winning. And that was stupid in a way, you know. I didn't. Now I understand, you know, when I'm winning, oh, like, I have to be careful next time on how, on, with the way he played me, you know. Uh, but when I was young, I never learned anything from winning any, from winning anything, you know. I think I learned that more in like in, in the recent years, the last year or two. Mm, that, that's a really good point. I mean, for someone, for, for, for juniors who are very successful, and you've, we've seen it over the years, we've seen many uh, world junior champions who kind of fade off uh, a little bit. Maybe this is it. Uh, they, they need to experience loss and learning from loss in order to... Uh, 
it's not it's not it's not an easy road i mean i would tell you the problems i've had for example coming up to the senior like as you said you know the only two players that won a couple of world juniors was my brother and rami you know and and me coming up and me going to the professional professional my pro, the professional circuit i've always compared myself to them and that was a big mistake i've done you know i mean rami and my brother are so unique in the sport that they they are already one of the greatest of of all time you know mm-hmm. and I've, i've i've compared myself to them at the wrong time you know I've, i've 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 compared myself in my losses in my winning and you know and that was that was a mistake you know I've, 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 it took me time to for, for example to learn that they did it their way you know i have to do it also my way you know if they succeeded at such a young age so early that doesn't mean i have to also do that you know they were so unique and so amazing in that and maybe i i just have to take my time and i have to be patient with it you know and uh and just accepting that mentality it made a difference to my to my career you know and it made a difference i remember jumping into the top 10 because i remember i put so much pressure that i wanted to get inside the top 20 inside the top 10 and and uh and i started to kind of relax in that way you know and uh, it made a big difference to my game you know it made it made a big difference to how i approach matches to how i approach every single game every single point and uh and yeah i mean i was i was lucky to 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 find that out to find that uh, myself you know because yeah. uh, you know you have to understand yourself and and how to approach yourself because everyone is different you know i can't the way my my brother approaches himself is completely different than the way i approach myself and his way won't never work on me you know and my way definitely will never work on him you know so it's uh, it doesn't work the same you know if my brother does it this way it doesn't mean that you have to do exactly what he did you know yeah exactly uh, he's a great role model though i would imagine isn't he because he's of course he's all course. Uh, i mean i mean like you he he takes seriously he does the work and uh a good person he, he, to sort of uh, of uh fashion yourself after of course you know he as i, as I said you know he he committed all his life to the game you know and that's what he wants that's what me it makes him happy you know and as i said you know the one advice you give to the people that turns professional you know is commitment and he's a perfect example for that you know and uh, in a way i was lucky to live his achievement because i've seen what he went through and what he how he was able to achieve it and uh, you know it's amazing you know the, the way he's done it and the way he's doing it you know because as a player the way he's gifted is very unique you know he's mentally gifted and that's very it's the most important uh, important part of the game you know so um yeah yeah for sure now um now your results of late uh, marwan have been uh, i would say very good if you look back at the last year and a half uh, the windy city runner up alguna you won in 2018 or not i think uh canary wharf uh, semifinals semifinals uh the world championships this year i mean i mean those results are are very very good and you found you you find yourself now at number 7 uh, in the world a year ago you were 11 in the world so uh, just looking at things right now uh, uh how do you feel about where you are in the grand uh, scheme uh, of things uh it was uh, i mean overall i would say it was a good season Uh, it was definitely i would say uh, an up and down season 
Mm. Uh, I wasn't consistent the way I, I wanted to be, but uh, but but in a way, I would say that was you know that was my first proper season since uh, the time that I took off, uh, and and it wasn't I wouldn't say it was an easy season on me, you know. I, uh, uh, you know, the year before I went through so much uh, with, uh, with whatever happened behind the scenes, you know. So for me, coming back... Uh, uh, Alan, if you don't mind, sorry. I mean, uh, obviously, I, I, can't, I know what, what happened there. Uh, is it hmm. something that you, uh, you're you free to talk about? or? Um, the problem with it, uh, I, I'm, I'm actually not allowed to talk about it. Uh, yeah. I think if, 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 I, if I talk about it, you know, a lot of... Uh, I yeah. don't know, like a lot of... No, I did. Things, I did want to. It's about the do, the doping. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that were unfounded. Uh, exactly. So it, it. I mean, long story short, I was basically prov provisionally suspended, uh, and there was an investigation going on with the World Squash Federation. And uh, after nine months of my career uh, that's been taken off, uh, I've been cleared of everything. Uh, but I, I, unfortunately, I'm not allowed to talk about the small details about what happened right. and how it happened and uh, everything. Uh, that's uh, this is it, this is if I speak about it, I will, uh, people will get in trouble, you know. So I, I right. unfortunately, no, no. I can't talk about it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but um, it must have been frustrating. I mean, you saw your your ranking go down a bit. And my my ranking going down, and unfortunately, with how things is been done I mean as I said you know uh, I'm just glad it's all over in in, yeah. uh, in a way and uh, you know it took me time to move on from it you know at the you time it was well I mean your name is totally clear it's, so it's, that's, that's, that's the, the, the nine the, the, the nine months you know mentally I went through so much you know every single day you know I was mm -hmm. talking to a lot of lawyers and uh, you know the money I've spent you know in this you know I pretty much spent on spent a lot of money in this you know so mentally for me it was it was it was exhausting you know even when i, I started playing a little bit in january you know uh when the when the court arbitration for sport you know allowed me to play uh, when i came back in january you know I, I was literally mentally exhausted you know i didn't have time to train you know i was kind of uh, showing up to train every day but it's like i, I actually mind didn't want to be there right. in a way yeah. my mind was was not there you know and uh, I, I needed I, I actually decided to take uh, some time off you know from uh, from the sport uh, i remember the whole of uh, june you know i took the time off and uh, kind of just relaxed and i kind of uh, i'd have to i just had to restart you know and uh uh, the, that summer, you know, I, I remember training so hard and uh, I kind of gave everything to training and I wanted to get myself back in it, you know, and uh, and and I was very consistent at the beginning of the season, you know, I, I remember the first half of the season, you know, I've had uh, some great results and some good, very good performances, you know, but, you know, I, I, my body was, not, I, would, I would say, you know, my body was not used to back up a lot of events, you know, because coming back after that year, you know, I don't think my body was used to... Uh, playing uh, an event after an event after an event, you know, so, uh, uh, but I was glad with the way I approach, approached uh, every single event, you know, I've had a good world championship, yeah. uh, I, I was I was close to reach the final and... Uh, well, that's but, a, uh, I wanted to talk to you about that, the world championships, I mean, leading up to, uh, leading up to that event, uh, weren't, you had, like I mentioned, you had some excellent results prior to that, but leading up to the event where weren't necessarily uh, your your better squash uh, results. 
So was it more, was it something like, uh, was it you were kind of trying to peak for the world championship? Is that more of what? I mean, I mean, I, 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 I think I was, I was playing well before the world championship. You know, I, I wouldn't, I've had one bad result at the US Open, but overall, you know, I think in San Francisco, I played well, I reached semis in Shanghai, I reached semis. Yeah. I lost a couple of times to my brother, you know, like who was actually, yeah. who started the season pretty well, who was playing, who was the best player at the time, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then he uh, that number one ranking back too. He was he <laughs> yeah, and b- both 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 events where I lost to him, he 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 won both events. You know, so it's I I, I know I was playing well. I was just uh, I was I was just I was having good performance. You know, I wouldn't yeah. every every time I lost, I wouldn't I wasn't down. You know, I knew I was playing well. It was just going to take felt time. Good going into the world, you felt. Yeah, I, I I just had to accept that everything will take its own time for it to come back. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna come back to world number one within one season. You know, like it's it's just not gonna happen that way. You know, I, I, I've taken this nine months off that actually wasn't just time off. You know, it was mentally exhausting, and then coming back from that, I just had I have to accept that it's gonna take its own time. You know, and as you said, you know, I started the season world number eleven, and now I finished it at seven. Uh, you know, I'm okay with that, but I wouldn't celebrate. I wouldn't celebrate it, you know, because I've been to world number three. I've already won a World Series event before, so anything less than that for me, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say this is great, you know. Like I would say it's good, but it's not great. It's no, not, not yet, you know. I, I know. I mean, speaking to Mohammed, he knows uh, how badly you want that number one ranking, and that's just something that the two of you. Uh, it's a special, unique situation, isn't it? Uh, really, really uh, special. But uh, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about that. The, obviously, you played each other in the 2017 uh, World Open Final. Fantastic uh, five-game match. And then uh, you saw that you had that match again, uh, but in the quarterfinals of the World Championships last year, another five-game thriller. Uh, mm. Now, when you go and play, you know you got to play your brother. Uh, obviously, you've been asked this question a million times, uh, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Uh, how do you sort of what What are you thinking? Do you, do you think okay, I'm playing the number one player in the world, or I'm playing uh, my brother? Uh, how, how do you like going into that match against Mohammed? Uh, is it just another match, big match for you? I hate playing him. I'm not going to lie. You know, like it's 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 the way you approach the night before the match the day of the match everything about everything about the small details uh, of before the night of this match matters you know it's, it's different playing him for me you know uh, everything within my body feels different uh, even the way I'm nervous the way I'm the way I'm confident the way everything about the match it's just different, and I don't like it in a way. But it's just—it's just something you have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, at the beginning, of course, things. At the beginning, it was harder, but I think now we're more used to it. You know. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, we 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 actually used to share the same room when we used to play each other at the beginning. You know, and that was even more awkward for both of us. You know, like we used to like. Like <laughs> we used to tell each other, like, are we gonna go on the same bus? Are we gonna take the same taxi? Are we? Are we going to warm up? Like, it's just awkward, like everything about it, you know, when we shake hands, we, we know it's on, you know, we know 
like when when we're on court and we're warming up, we know it's on and it's but it's on against each other. It's not practice matches because we practice with each other a lot, you know. But it's it's not a practice match anymore, you know. It it this this matters, you know. And sometimes, as you said, we played at the World Championship final. I mean, it's a it was the biggest match of the season, and uh, we got to play that, and we got to play that against against each other, you know. So it was, uh, and it was hard, you know. It was a tough day for both of us, but. Uh, it was also a happy day for the family, and it was a proud day. I hope it was a proud day for the family. Uh, I guess the quarterfinal match was a little bit different, you know. As, as I told you, know, in September, I played him twice uh, in San Francisco and in China, and I, I felt every time I played him, I was getting closer to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I played, and then a couple of months later, we played in the World Championship. And uh, for some reason, I don't know, I just had... A good feeling that day that I was gonna win. I don't know why. Don't ask me why, but I just, I just had the feeling that I was gonna win today. Uh, that day, uh, I don't know why. Uh, that maybe because of the way I was playing in the event. Uh, well, I mean, because... I remember leading up to that match, the matches you had played previously. You, you were, you were on fire. I mean, you didn't miss. Uh, you, you uh, were. I remember, uh, I remember the day I played Abulgar, I think the day before, I think yeah. that was w- one of the best performances this season, I would say, you know. I mean, to beat, uh, to beat him, I mean, a guy as talented as he is, and, and you're equally as talented, obviously, but a guy who, who's capable of beating anybody in the world the way you did uh, was very, very impressive. That must have given you a lot of confidence. It, it, it did give me a lot of confidence, you know, and... Uh, I don't know, you know, leading up, I think the way I approached it, I had Nick Matthew and I had Haith in my corner that day as well. And, you know, they played against, both of them played against him so many times, you know. Haith uh, himself coached Rami and Tarek and he coached me, you know, so he knows the way to play against my brother. Nick, of course, himself played my brother a lot of times in his career. And, you know, I mean, as Nick would always tell me, you know, nobody knows your brother as much as you do, you know. He said, I can give you tips yeah. as much as I can, but you know him better. And he's, he's right, you know. That, I, I know him better. Is that something that uh, maybe you avoid sometimes? It's like, do, I, uh, do you avoid knowing your brother that well that you want, okay, I know, all, I know everything about him. I can use that against them. Is that something you try not to, to do? No, no, not, not really. No, no. It does, it does, it, I wouldn't say it gets to that, you know, but we, of yeah. course, have our moment in our matches. That uh, the, the problem with me and my brother, the way we play is aggressive, you know, not aggressive, but the way we play is we want to win yeah. and we, we don't care. This is the style of, uh, the style of our play. It's just like we're going to win and we're going to show you emotion that we want to win, you know. Yeah. And we don't care, you know, and uh, and so both of us, those two personalities kind of when they go against each other, it's kind of like there always have to be a clash in a way. But it's kind of it's kind of amazing for the sport, you know, like we're both hungry to win. We're both going to do any like kill each other to win, really, you know, so yeah. it's, a, it's a war, you know, and I know this is his mentality. You know, once you get into the court, it's a war. What was uh, the I, great book, uh, Jonah Barrington's classic, Murder on the Squash Court? I haven't heard it, but I heard it's amazing. I haven't uh, read it, but I oh, yeah, it's you amazing. Should, you should pick it up. I know. There is no copies, is it, anymore? Yeah, it's oh, it's a rare, one of these rare. I think I saw one on uh, Amazon. It was like $500. Okay. 
Okay, yeah, because yeah, <laughs> there are no copies of it. No, it's impossible no to find. It's impossible to find, exactly. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, but that was an amazing uh, match then. And then you had, obviously, uh, the match sort of, a, you know, I hate to bring it up, but you let it slip away because you, you did have, you had, yeah. had uh, Paul where you wanted him. So uh, yeah. if you could have uh, those, the fourth and fifth game back, maybe. Um, what do you I think th- it's a second game where I messed it up. You know, I was one love up and seven three up, and uh, yeah. this this lead what messed it up. You know, I remember actually after this match I lost. Nick said in a way like, "Don't be disappointed," because for me that season, as I told you, like the way I approached it is, I just have to accept that it's going to take a while, and it's, it's I'm on my way back. It's just going to take a while. You know, like even yeah. if it doesn't happen this season, maybe next, maybe the way I, the one after. You know, it's just. So I, I, I was of course disappointed when I lost to Paul, yeah. but I knew I was in the right steps. You know, I knew I knew I messed up the match, uh, but as Nick told me, like you were one point away. He, he thinks like if I went a three up, the lead would have been too much for me to win that second game, yeah. uh, and maybe I could have won that match. I think I would have. Maybe the result could have been different if I won that second. I think. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's okay. Uh, I mean, like Paul, you said earlier, honest, you learn from from your losses, don't you? Yeah, I mean, Paul deserved the win. I mean, he's been he's been there so many times. He's been, you know, he's he deserved it, you know, because he's he's been, you know, always in the semis, but not quite in the final. So it, it was his first final, and I think he's been there uh, since for so long that he deserved it, of course, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the guys. He he's obviously put the time in. He works really hard at the game, like you all do. But he uh, he seemed to to take it to another level uh, last year, didn't he? I mean, of course. Yeah. I mean, Paul had a great year last season. He's uh, he was very close to win his first World Series event in Chicago when he was two love up against Ali, and he reached the World Championship final. So he's definitely had a great year. He got to the top four as well, I think, in one of the months, or he's very close to the top four. So he's, uh, I mean, he's definitely causing trauma. He got his first win over my brother as well. So he's, uh, I I mean, we know he's there, you know. We know now he's definitely, when we look at the draw, we know he's a contender now, you know. The way he played in Chicago was impressive, you know. And uh, it's not, I would say he was a player that he used to rely on his physicality, but he doesn't rely on his physicality. I think he actually relies on his squash, you know. Mm. Since working with Rob, you know, Rob is very good with technical and uh, it, you could tell, you know, Paul has definitely changed the way he hits the ball and he definitely hits it better. And, of course, he with his movement, it's it's a perfect combo, you know. So it's... Uh, you know, players now have to find new ways maybe to try and break him and try to beat them, to beat him, you know. But he's definitely adding a new thing now. <laughs> now we all have to get fitter to beat him, you know. So it's, uh, exactly. We have, to work, we have to work harder. <laughs> yeah. Now you spoke about Rob Owen, but uh, you've got your own coach who's very unique and, and in his own way. Uh, a lot of everyone that I've spoken to, uh, including, I haven't spoken to you, but I read uh, somewhere that uh, um, just the unique coaching style that, that Hadrian Stiff uh, uh, has. Uh, what is it like, uh, uh, what has it been like for you in terms of having Hadrian in your corner? Because he's the kind of guy who's really uh, outside the box, isn't he, uh, in terms of his uh, approach to coaching? And it's, all, and yeah, it's I mean, paid off for, for a lot of good players. 
Yeah, I mean, that the, as you said, he definitely think outside the box. Uh, I mean, he definitely relies on the movement. And I remember when I started with him, you know, I had a lot of, I had a, one of my big weaknesses, my movement, you know, and it's something that, I, of course, I still have to work on and have to get it stronger and better and faster. But uh, actually, it was even way worse when I went, uh, when I moved to Bristol at the beginning, you know. And I mean, I, luckily, I was, I mean, to be honest, in your career, you have to be lucky. And I was so lucky uh, to have Hadrian at that time, you know, because he, the, the only thing he did is we just worked on my movement, you know. Like, we literally would spend uh, one hour session, we, 45 minutes of that session, it will be on movement, no hitting, you know. And it paid off, you know, it paid off big time, you know, and uh, I, it clicked with me, you know, in one of the time I, I went to court with him and uh, we were talking, it's funny, we were just talking about it, you know, he's, it just clicked with me. I kind of got his philosophy and the way he approaches the game and the way he, he's been asking me to do, you know, and I kind of, I, I remember that time, it was a December time and I had the Tournament of Champions like a couple of weeks after and, you know, I told I told Stiffy at that day, at that time, and I told him, you know what, I don't care about the result. I'm just going to try what we've been working on, and I wouldn't, I will just do this event as a practice. And luckily, it paid off. You know, I was playing actually really well at that event. And uh, uh, as you said, you know, the way he approaches the game is so different. And you know what, he's also a good psychologist. You know, you could talk to him about anything, about what you're feeling, about literally, like, especially during matches, you know, you could... He could switch you, you on, you know. When, when he's in your corner, he's in uh, Mohammed's corner. You, you know, he, he, there's something going on upstairs. He, he's really, he looks like he's uh, he's focusing on something psychological there. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's, 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 he's very, I told him the other day, you could be a good psychologist. <laughs> uh, he's, he's really good in that way. And uh, he wants to learn as well. I mean, yeah. I mean, he has to learn Right. I mean, he he's coaching me and he's coaching my brother. So he has to learn. He's with us all the time. So uh, he's learning the game as well with us. You know, we're always, it's a learning process for me and him. Uh, and the, the relationship between both of us is amazing, you know. And uh, uh, literally, I could, uh, I mean, to be honest, during the issue I've had with the doping, you know, Hadrian was one of the bit, the people that were there for me, you know, like... Mm. I remember the day, you know, he, uh, one of the days he just told me, you know, call me anytime, five o'clock in the morning, I would, you know, you know, drive the car and be there with you. You know, he was there for me as a big brother, you know, and, uh, I, you know, he's he's always there. He always shows up, you know, he's always always there for for the for his players and uh, and he loves his players. And uh, uh, to be honest, as a human being as well, you know, I, I know him on the personal level and he's... he's He's an amazing person, you know. That's awesome. That's really good to to have that that kind of guy in your corner, uh, and uh, and also as a great coach. So now, yeah. uh, now, marijuana, you've been great with your time. I've only I've got two uh, two more things I just want to ask you. Okay. It's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now uh, I had Tarek, your your buddy Tarek Momin on uh, recently. Okay. And, uh, nice. he, he was fantastic, and obviously uh, his uh, his better half has retired. Um, yes. Now Tarek did um, mention though, and one of the one of his uh, one of the interesting things we talked about was officiating. And you might remember, maybe about a year ago, he posted something on Twitter that was sort of a, that caught the eye of a lot of the, the squash community. It was sort of a negative commentary on. Uh, Let's and strokes the direction that officiating is going in with 
kind of uh, viewing uh, or changing the rules on. I'm not sure if they totally did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was. It was in. Uh, a, I forget. The, I, I I had memorized the tweet, but at, at any rate, the 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 gist okay. is. Uh, uh, he wasn't really comfortable with the the sort of the direction of the change mm -hmm. that they've made. Okay. He was saying he, he wasn't really sure what what is now a, a let or what is now a stroke uh, yeah. in certain situations. I'm just wondering what you, if you've had any uh, uh, feeling, if you have any feelings on that or if you've had any experiences um, on court when it comes to, to that type of... Uh, uh, I mean... Uh, to be honest, we have uh, the sport has a big issue, and that big issue is the, re the referees, you know. And we've we've had it for quite a while now. And uh, the problem with the uh, with the whole refereeing thing that actually I feel I feel personally feel that two seasons ago, two years ago, uh, things have actually improved in the game. You know, the whole line thing I've understood it. You know, because as a player, we have to understand what they require us to do when which line we should take and which line we shouldn't take and when to give space and when not to give space what are you allowed to do and what are you not allowed to do we have to study the uh, me as a player i have the responsibility to actually study the rules you know mm. so the problem that they do they did new rules you know two years ago and i felt it was actually better for the sport you know or i actually at least i me as a player and i understood i understood what i had to do for some reasons, I don't understand why everything has started to be so complicated. It's mm. very complicated for me as a player, for us as players. It's very complicated for the referees. It's, very, it's also very complicated for the fans. So we are all lost. Nobody understands this anything. This is more, more recently, you mean? I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, literally, I, I've, I've, I feel like I, I don't understand what they want from us. You know, I mean... I mean, I understand what you want is go play the ball and give space for your opponent. Uh, but sometimes interference will happen. That's part of the sport. Yeah. So what so we don't we don't understand the whole line thing. You know, you should take that line. You're not taking the right line. Uh, literally, I, I've I've been literally like in the my last recent events. When you ask for a decision, I literally don't know what which decision I'm going to get this is this is how lost this is how lost I've be, I'm becoming on the squash court yeah and the thing is every every single referee is 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 very complicated for him is in his own way so one referee gave for that decision he gave that decision and for the other decision he would give you another decision you know uh, so it's it's like so complicated you know the whole thing and it's definitely told it's a thing that the, the PSE needs to work on, you know, and if Alidro has been in this for quite a while, he, he, he needs to show that he is the right, he's the current right man for the job, you know, yeah. because it's, it's definitely an issue, you know, the, the players are definitely not happy, the fans are definitely not happy, the referees, I'm sure the referees are not happy, you know, because they will get the blame at the end, but, but I actually, I never blame the referees, I actually blame their, the ideas that they have. You know, yeah. because they, they've only they've they would they're only been told what to do, and oh. they would do what and they would only do it. You know, yeah. but some ref we have to be honest, we have really good referees like John, Roy, Tamer. We have, I mean, we still we still have good referees. But to be honest, when I know these referees are refereeing, I I I kind of 
relax, I chill. Like I know, okay, like I know what to expect. I know like what to expect from the referee. Yeah. I know they are consistent. I know they are good. I know even if they make mistake, which is fine, you know, because they have to make. They're humans at that, you know. I can accept the mistake that they even make. I don't mind it, you know. So, uh, but the other, some other referees, you know, I, I just don't. Uh, it, it needs to be more consistent. It needs to be uh, more reliable. I mean, uh, to be honest, as a player, you know, I I work hard every single day. Every single day, you know, not to go to an event and not get a referee on the same level. You know, we we as us as players, we expect to have referees on our level. You know, yes, uh, otherwise it's not fair. You know, we work every day, literally every every day. But I mean, we also have. I mean, sometimes we, I do. Sometimes me as a player, I question why we don't have Rojin Gel in every single event. You know, he is clearly the yeah. best referee yeah. in the world. Yeah. Why? Why he wasn't he in Canary War for everything for all of them? Why? Why he wasn't in Tournament of Champions? He wasn't there in Chicago. He is the best referee in the world. I mean, John, John can take the whole responsibility, or Tamer can take the whole responsibility, or yeah. you know, uh, you, we have three, four solid referees. They have That's to be there point. every single event. For those, you know? for those prestigious events, for the, 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 the platinum events. I mean, they I mean Roisin Jelly is definitely the best referee in the world. I mean, at least one of the best. Yeah. I expect him to be there. Yeah. Whether, Roy, John, you, know, you mentioned the big three. Roy, John, and Tamer. Tamer is very good as well. Uh, Tamer is good. He, and Tamer wants to learn. What I like about him, he is willing to learn. And he yeah. is willing. He is willing. Like, he's improving, you know. Like three, four years ago, he wasn't as good as now. Now he's really, actually, he's, he's a good referee. Sometimes he makes better decisions than Roy and John as well, you know. Yeah. I was so just wondering, like, um, I mean, one of the things that's frustrating, I mean, as a player, I'd be frustrated. Uh, if I'm going into the ball and I am sort of, a, there's some interference, but I get to the ball, but I ask for a let, and there's no let. Even though there was interference on the way to the ball previously, that would have been a simple let. But now it's you were you could have played the ball, so it's no let. What where, where do you come out on that? Should you play the ball if you're there? I, 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 it depends. I mean, it depends on the situation. I mean, in some situation, you you have you're responsible to find a way around the, your opponent yeah. and get the ball. This is responsible. How to move? You have to know how to move around the player as well. Yes. You know, it's uh, it's not simple lines anymore. Sometimes you have to do the whole round thing, you know, to move around him. Sometimes if the player is actually taking his space and taking an extra space and not allowing you to move to the, to go to, to get to the ball, yes. now this is a stroke because yes. your opponent will be blocking you. He's and I think that's, a, that's fair. And yeah. that's fair. And that's fair. Yeah. And that's how it should be, you know. Because you, you want to allow the, you know, the play to keep going, you know, as much as you can for the fans, you know. Oh, that's great. I mean, when, when the game is free-flowing, and, and I know you play that way, you, you like to play the ball, Mohammed likes to play the ball a lot. Actually, many of the players do like to play the ball and keep it. Uh, the, the game is much better than where it used to be, you know, yeah. how things it used to be on court, you know, I think. Yeah, it used to be pretty I mean, if. Yeah, I mean, but that was an entertainment that the sport lost in some ways. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, back back in the power. Uh, I, 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 
I, I try, I try, I try to get it as much. I try to get it for the fans as much as I can. <laughs> well, just, just a bit, just a little bit of it. Sometimes, every now and then. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, Mar- Marwan, before you uh, before you go, I know you got a football in your hand. Maybe you're going. No, to- no, no, no. It was just next to me, so I was just playing with it. <laughs> uh, it I just like to, to get uh, you know may- maybe if you don't mind a little tribute to uh, your sister there in the game. She just retired. Uh, maybe older sister, I guess we could call her. Uh, Raneem, fantastic player. Uh, one of the greatest of all times. Just uh, someone that when you watch her play, it's just I was actually I was actually really lucky with, uh, uh, on how I got to know Raneem because we actually worked with the same coach in Egypt, Haysam, Haysam Effet, and okay. we... Uh, so I used to see her pretty much like every day when I'm in Egypt, you know, and if, if actually I used to see her twice a day, like in the morning and in the evening. So I kind of lived it a bit, not lived it with her, of course, but I would say I've seen it, you know, I've seen a little bit, you know, and when she wins the good times and the bad times and everything, you know, and uh, I mean, uh, I, I, I kind of maybe... Uh, I don't know. For some reason, I was expecting maybe she would retire in that time. Something I don't know could happen. Uh, but you know, it was even though I kind of maybe sometimes you expect something, but it will. When it happens, it it was kind of a shock in a way, you know. Because for me, the way I look at Turanim is is exactly the same way I look to Shabana. You know, Shabana was my role model, and I feel when she retired, how everyone responded to it. I. I think she deserved that, and uh, and I, I when she the day she retired, and I remember I was just I was just sad the day when Shabana exactly retired, you know. And I've learned so much from Ranim, you know, on and off court, and the way uh, how she was so nice to everyone off court, and how she was, uh, I mean, uh, how she approached the game, and how she played it her way, and she did it her way, and. She loved doing it this way, and she never minded showing her emotions. She never minded crying, and uh, she's got a beautiful relationship with Tariq, and Tariq is an amazing guy, and and I wish them both of them, you know, all the best, when, you know, in their new chapter in Wayne, and then in, when they have their their new family, you know, and uh, I'm just I'm just so happy for her, you know, for for what she's achieved yeah. as well in her career, you know, and. And uh, yeah, you know, we'll definitely miss her on tour, but I'm sure I will still see her a lot, a lot in Egypt. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, she uh, she did it all, and she was just so like like you said, you you drew the comparison. She, she was she was so amazing. I mean, the way she played, it was. Oh, I've I've enjoyed watching her. I mean, out of everyone, I mean, she was definitely my favorite player. But the way she's done it, it was. I would always tell Heisem, her coach, like. I, like she's gonna get a heart attack at some point. Like you have to. Like it's it's yeah. not normal. Like she doesn't. She's just the the way she played. She was so beautiful. So smooth. You know, it was so, so smooth. So and it's like everything is working. You know, she makes it look so easy. But sometimes I'm like, you know, I, the amount of times I always wanted her to win. You know, I'm telling you, like she was definitely by far my favorite player. Yeah, and she never and her temperament on the court as well was. Uh, you know, role model type temperament. Def- oh, definitely. definitely. Learned, maybe uh, pick a little bit of that up from Nicole. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, uh, I mean, she was also the, the same way. Nicole, of course. I mean, she's the greatest of all time. I mean, she's. Uh, I just wish squash was more popular when she was achieving what she was achieving. 
yeah. because it was so amazing that I wanted people to see it more. Like I, I saw it a bit. Oh, I saw it. Like I've lived it a bit. Like I saw it, but I don't think people understand how amazing what she did because yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it was the squash was uh, squash is definitely more popular now. You know, around the world. Yeah. I mean, with the squash TV. I mean, the squash TV was just changed everything for us. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Marwan, uh, what are you up to now? Uh, I, I know we said we were going to have a beer. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, I've had a tea. I've had tea. I have a tea. I've had a tea. tea. Okay, well, I've got, I've got beer in the fridge, but uh, it's a little bit late now. Uh, I'm not, I and I don't want to be a negative influence on you either. No, 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 no. It's, uh, no, it's, uh, I've just finished a week of training and a uh, productive week, and I'm just going to enjoy the weekend. Not the best weather, but it is what it is, you know. It's, uh, yeah. It's just gonna no. It's just gonna enjoy Bristol. Bristol, Bristol is to be honest. I'm just lucky living in Bristol. It's it's a nice city, yeah. especially to be honest. I, I was lucky not. I've made the right decision not going back to Egypt in lockdown. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they they've been struggling a bit, uh, haven't they? A little bit. Uh, yeah. It's I'm getting in, better though. I think I think it's getting better. Yeah. It's it's getting better in Egypt. The only problem it's it's we don't have. Uh, the facility that England have, you know, don't have the money. We don't have the amount of hospitals for people, you know, that's yeah. a, that's a problem, you know? So it's, uh, but I think it's, I think we have passed the peak. I think we have passed the peak. So it's, uh, but it's hard to, it's quite hard to tell the right number in Egypt, like how actually many people are getting the virus, how many people are actually dying. We don't know. We would never know the right numbers. Uh, but, uh, but oh. I, I just hope like we've paused the peak but then kind of everything kind of I just hope things goes back to normal even though I kind of enjoyed the holiday I've had yeah. but yeah, yeah. but we have we have life needs well, to well uh, if uh, you know if it's any indication I think uh, you know the UK is going to be back on court soon I think the PSA is going to announce something soon and you you probably uh, you've had your ear to the ground so I know you're you're about ready to uh You'll be you'll be able to hit the court running when they when they do uh, start again. Marwan, really appreciate your time and uh, have a safe trip Thanks so back much, to your family. Thanks so much for this. Thank you, man. I really enjoyed it. Well, that was incredible. Thanks so much to Marwan for that, and we wish him and Mohammed and everyone in the UK actually all the best as courts open up very soon. And uh, hopefully, with uh, with that, uh, we might get to see some squash, pro squash, in the near future. Now, I'm hoping to have Alex Goff on the podcast in the next uh, little while, and uh, maybe we'll we'll find out more when he comes on, or maybe the the PSA will uh, announce something before he comes on, and he and we can flesh it out uh, on the podcast. But uh, again, thanks so much to Marwan. Really enjoyed that chat, and I hope to have him back on soon. What a great guy, and uh, great to get to uh, to chat with him and meet him face to face on Zoom like that. That was fantastic. Now uh, we've got some great episodes upcoming. I've got a really good one coming up uh, with any luck. So uh, keep your fingers crossed for me on that one. I'm not going to mention uh, any names. Don't want to jinx it, but it could be a good one. And uh, just want to hope. Uh, just want to wish. All of you, all the best with your squash. Um, I was supposed to be playing today, but my partner uh, pulled out at the last minute. So we're going to either do some circuit training or I might go in and do some uh, solo 
still practice myself. How about you guys? Uh, now, one way to uh, pump yourself up is uh, listen to these podcasts. I've got 100. This is episode 154. There are so many in there. So take a look at the back uh you know the, the the library of podcasts that we have and uh, find one uh, that might inspire you while you're on your way to your 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 squash venue uh, please share these if you don't mind share with your friends in your squash community give us a like retweet share on instagram whatever it is really appreciate that and i just want to wish everybody uh, all the best during these difficult times hopefully things are going to get better uh, they continue to get better over the next uh, little while it seems so uh, let's hope that that continues and uh, that we can all enjoy our squash and enjoy our lives uh, to the fullest have a great day everyone and talk to you soon goodbye now